my sister's labyrinth. By the time I found my second sister, she had built a wall around her house that obscured its stained glass windows. I circled and circled and finally found an opening hidden by a rose bush trained to the wall by many ties. The opening led into a boxwood labyrinth where, at intervals, gardens bloomed. For twenty years I walked the labyrinth trying to get to her house. When I finally found the front door, I knocked. She answered, her brows pursed in concentration, the lines around her mouth squared. It is so hard for me when family visits, she said, because my boundaries are so thin. I pondered this. Let's at least have lunch before I go. I require an appointment. I have a husband and three children, and we'll have to see where I can fit you in. The path to the street turned out to be only a few short steps from her door. She met me at a cafe three days later. When I hugged her, my arms, expecting to find the resistance of flesh, closed too tightly around her bones, but she hugged me back with surprising strength. We can never truly know another person, she said after we sat down. I thought I saw something move in the depths of her eyes, like an eel swimming through fathoms of green water. It's not that difficult, I said. You spend time together. Our tea was served. Hers was lavender and breath of hummingbird. We are all essentially alone, she said. We don't have to be, I said. That's why I'm here. She wore a jacket hand-woven from the silk of milkweed trimmed in moss. When she sipped her tea, wisps of piney lavender and something that beat faster than the eye could see drifted my way. You don't understand, she said after a pause. I could if you explained. I took a deep swallow of my black tea with milk and honey. We are different, she said. Yes, but still within the realm of human. If we spend time together, we will get to know each other. The food arrived. Her order was canapes of violet wrapped in rose petals tied with fennel fronds. Mine was brown rice with stir-fried vegetables. Why not spend time with others, she asked, spearing the canapé with a tiny glittering fork and cutting a piece the size of her pinky nail. Because we share blood and history, I said, heaping a forkful of rice and broccoli into my mouth. That is too close for me. You might get used to it, I said, filling my mouth again. I am not willing to change for you. She wafted the scent of her food toward herself and inhaled delicately. It took me twenty years to find your front door, and when you asked me to make an appointment, I did. I didn't ask you to my door. I didn't ask you to make an appointment. I just told you my requirements, and you decided to accommodate. Yes, I said. Will you ever accommodate me when I ask? I will not change myself for anyone, she said again. It's not my job to meet your needs. It's your job. Will it always be this way? Always. That is the last time I saw her. I have taken up residence at a house across the street where I watch others come and go from her labyrinth by appointment. The long, bare branches of her yew bushes twist like dancers in green shawls. 
Sometimes, when I leave my house, I find a scarf tied to a low branch, a blend of blues and oranges, intricate as oil on water, or woven from butterfly wings frozen by winter come too soon. I know she's left the gift for me, so I wear it.